If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Happy motherfucking Friday. Yeah, just grind your teeth <laughs> you like as you say it. <laughs> Do you know how many people messaged me first thing this morning when we were on our um, FM radio morning show? And the first thing they did was, what kind of a fuck motherfucking Friday is this, cat? I'm like, I know. <laughs> I know. If you live in Waterloo Region, you know what we are talking about. Oh, can I? Yeah. yeah. Fuck you, Doug. <laughs> now, listen, in all fairness, though, correct me if I'm wrong here. This isn't really a Doug thing. This is our local uh, medical officer of health, Dr. Wong, that decided to hold us back. Well, I don't buy that. Um, okay. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, technically, you're right. I just don't buy it. So for those who aren't sure, uh, where we do our podcast from is Waterloo Region. We're out of Kitchener, uh, one of the bigger cities in Ontario. It's uh, about 45 minutes to an hour west of Toronto. And Waterloo Region, just to give you a little bit of history, throughout this pandemic has been exemplary. Not a lot of issues, not a ton of cases. Hospitalizations were always manageable and for months Waterloo Region has been stuck closed because, and the premier said it, we are going to open together. So when Waterloo Region started getting its vaccine shipments, but things were out of control in Toronto and Peel, Waterloo and Hamilton and Niagara and Middlesex, London and Southwestern and Grey Bruce and the list goes on. All of the other regions we're told they had to sacrifice vaccines so that they could direct more to put out the fire in Peel and Toronto. And let's be very clear. That was successful. That did it. Peel and Toronto got so many vaccines. They, ahead of everyone else, were vaccinating teenagers. Mm-hmm. They were doing pop-up clinics, mobile clinics. They had a ton of shots that otherwise would have been distributed based on population. And based on population, a lot of shots would have went to Waterloo Region. So here's the situation now. Waterloo Region had more cases than anywhere else in Ontario yesterday. And that's been the case a couple of times recently. Yesterday, there were 63 new cases in the region of Waterloo. There's currently 504 active cases and 61 people are hospitalized. There was also two new deaths yesterday. First time that's happened in over a week. So... The local medical officer of health, Dr. Wong, has decided that when the rest of Ontario goes to step two next Wednesday, Waterloo will not. Waterloo is going to stay in step one. And and while it's fine that restaurants can, can still serve on their patios in step one, it means almost three more weeks because Dr. Wong did say that this will happen till at least The middle of July that Mm -hmm. Waterloo will stay in step one. Mm -hmm. Hair salons cannot reopen. Kids cannot play outdoor sports. 
nail technicians cannot operate. There's a ton of things that differ between step one and step two. And whereas every region around Waterloo region is allowed to move to step two and you can get a manicure and you can go to the mall and kids can play sports, not Waterloo. And it's funny because I don't know if you saw the tweet that came in. Somebody from Toronto tweeted us this morning and said, where's the bitching at Waterloo? Everyone was complaining about Toronto and Peel. Why isn't anybody bitching about Waterloo? Get your shit together, Waterloo. Well, that's because that's because we were all held back because of Toronto, too. Well, and that's the thing. Waterloo was intentionally held back because the premier said we're all opening together. Well, that is simply not happening because everywhere is opening except for Waterloo, who did sacrifice vaccines for Peel in Toronto. Who did have to stay closed, even though there was no problem here at all for many, 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 many months. Waterloo had to stay closed because we all had to open together. Well, now I think it's time to acknowledge the plain and simple fact. We got screwed. We got conned here in Waterloo region. Not only did they take away vaccines, they tried to convince us it was a good idea to do it. Well, now we need an extra two, maybe even three weeks to get caught up on vaccinating our people while all of the other businesses in all of the other areas, with the exception of the Porcupine Health Unit way up in northwestern Ontario, they all get to open. Mm-hmm. Dave Lazard uh, joins us on the podcast every Friday. Dave, what did you think about the news when it came down yesterday that Waterloo Region, where you live and work, is uh, being held back? And play. And play. That's right. <laughs> it is hard. Work and play. Yeah. Work hard, play hard. Um, and K-Dub. Oh, no, wait. You can't do that. No, no, yeah. You stop that. Yeah. K-Dub is not good. Uh, what is the other one that, that Tri-Cities people don't seem to like? Yeah. I think just because it was used so many times. Tri-Cities. Uh, well, it certainly doesn't sound very sexy. No. Uh, where are you thought the thriving metropolises of the Tri City? Yeah, it's very like, uh, yeah, it's really like business um, and not very fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think I'm just so f- like fed up at this point that I wasn't surprised by it. I went, oh, okay, another thing, another thing, another right? thing. Yeah, and that's kind of how I looked at it. it. Was like just another thing to add to the train, and I, I went, oh, all right, well, that's a bummer. That's mm-hmm. a you know, but at the end of the day, I'm kind of thinking. What am I going to do? Uh, I find it it's very therapeutic to talk about it after the fact. But I feel like we've done this with every single step mm-hmm. of the pandemic along the way. So either there's just been colossal screw-ups from the very start or we're happy complainers. Um, it, because this isn't perfect. And it, I, I don't know that it could ever have been. But there's a lot of after-the-fact answers. right? Well, this is how they should have done it. And it's yeah. like... Are they not good at doing anything? Like, like if it's so such common sense things that that are not being done, are is it just really terrible people in charge of these decisions? And maybe the answer is partially yes, um, but also at the same time, nobody's ever navigated this before. I, I again, like I said at the beginning, I'm just, I'm fed up, so I'm just kind of like, oh, all right, another three weeks. Great. What does that matter? You know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm just mad for the businesses. Hey, listen, oh, yeah. next Wednesday, Wednesday is uh, step two reopening day. And businesses are going to get a huge surge, particularly the ones that have been closed for so many months. Every hairstylist is going to be booked. Every nail technician is going to be booked. The malls are going to be quite busy. There's a lot of stores that don't have street access that have had to stay closed because of the step one restrictions. And, you know, every business, I think, can look forward 
to next Wednesday, with the exception of Waterloo Region, who's got to sit there and watch their customers go to places to their competitors in some cases in other areas. And and surrounding Waterloo Region, you've got uh, people can very easily go to London. They can very easily go to Guelph. They can very easily go to Brantford. They can go to Milton. They can go to any number of places. And the businesses have to sit on the sidelines in Kitchener and Cambridge and Waterloo and the, the, the Burbs and watch that happen. And I just, I, I kind of believed the premier when he said, we're all opening together. But I think now he really only meant Toronto and Peel. We're not opening unless Toronto and Peel are open. But if somebody else gets left behind, uh, fuck them. Who cares? Doesn't it feel... That's the way it seems. Well, it feels a little weird because even when that announcement was made, like, we're all going to do this together, I thought, but there's hot spots. Even when that announcement was made, I was like, uh, is that going to work? And here, I, I'm a dummy. I don't, I'm not involved in this on a daily basis, so you know, other than reporting it. But I don't make the decisions, but I, I, I kind of went, well, wait, why... why? Well, if we've been doing it separately the whole time, why all of a sudden is it, okay, it's going to be a blanket solution yeah. for everybody? That just, yeah. I don't know. It, it doesn't seem to make sense. Yeah, to me, there was a little bit of hypocrisy there just because one of uh, of a few things that they mentioned, the reason why they held, uh, why they waited for, for Toronto and Peel to catch up, basically, is because they wanted to open us all together. There was also apparently a fear, and I don't know if they outright said it or not. Maybe it's on record somewhere. Maybe it's not. There was also a fear of everyone doing what they did at one point, which was traveling from the GTA westbound or northbound to go do those things they wanted to do. Now, all of a sudden, is that fear just gone? Like, they don't give a shit if KW people go to London, uh, go to Milton, go to Hamilton, anywhere else to, get the, like to get the services? Like, it seems like all of a sudden that fear is just has just fucking disappeared. Well, it's- if I had to head down the 401 and go to the Toronto Premium Outlets, you know, and I, and I walk into Tommy Hilfiger, they're not going to be like, can I see your ID? Yeah. You no. filthy Waterloo region. I no. get the hell out of here. Like, they're not going to throw me out. Most of us are just... They're done. You know, at the beginning, they were very careful. We know vaccinations are, are happening. I, I do feel for the people, too, who are, who are doing the right things, who are doing the right things. They already got their first dose. They're waiting on their second dose appointment, or they've already had their second dose, and they're living in the region going, come on. They're like, I've been doing everything right, and because there are outbreaks and groups of people who either haven't been vaccinated or are doing the wrong things by gathering in large groups or whatever the other cases are that we're not really hearing clearly what it is, then they're getting screwed because of it. Well, as they're dragging me out of Toronto Premium Outlets, I'll be screaming, I just wanted a beaver tail. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> that truck, I'm only though. here for the food court. <laughs> that Fuck. truck hits you right at the entrance, eh? Right, oh, yeah. at, right at the entrance. You can't. That's, a, that's an amateur move, though. You can't get that on the way in. You're going to walk no. around with, with one of those things in your hand? No. you got to make, make a mess in the car, Dave, like yeah. everybody else that's does. That's right, yeah. <laughs> You'll be a disgusting, shameful human in your own car. <laughs> in front of everyone else. Everyone's leaving there with jam spilled all over their pants oh, and shit. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> One thing I will say, or two things that I'm going to say about this, and then we're going to move on from the Waterloo COVID situation, is this would not be so bad and so hypocritical if the premier had just stuck to his word. And and he said, we're all opening together. And that meant Waterloo had to be closed when there was no problem, but because there was a problem in Peel and Toronto. The fact that because it's reversed now, because Waterloo sacrificed for Peel in Toronto, the fact that he's going to let Waterloo stay closed while Toronto and Peel and everybody else reopens, that's wrong. And number two, when we had to put out the fires in the hot spots, all those vaccines got flooded into Toronto and Peel. And there was even a time, I believe, when they were doing it in York Region. 
I really don't understand why there's not a vaccine clinic, a pop-up clinic set up on every corner in Waterloo region to get this region caught up as quickly as humanly possible. 44,000. They're sending 44,000 more vaccines to Waterloo region. Oh, well, here's a good... I, I oh, Okay, good it could be a lot more. I had to book my first vaccine outside of the region. Like, I couldn't even get an appointment here at a reasonable time. Wow. So it, you're right. When they started moving things out, it's kind of like, well... Is it just going to get worse? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you steal from Peter to pay Paul, and it's like, well, now what? Yeah. And Listen, sure enough, uh, here it is. Yeah. Uh, the 63 cases that came in Waterloo yesterday, and this is a fact, did not come from hairdressers. They did not come from nail salons. They did not come from malls. Those are all closed. So don't blame them. They obviously came from somewhere else, something that is open. So forcing those businesses to stay closed, I truly don't understand. And it's also really, really, really bizarre that they're going to tell the kids in Waterloo Region, sorry, you can't play lacrosse yet. Sorry, you can't play t-ball or soccer, even though your buddies in Guelph and London and Milton and Brantford and Hamilton are. It's fucking crazy that they're going to allow that to happen. I uh, I don't know what it's going to take to get somebody to stand up with a set of balls and show some leadership here and say, yeah, listen, Waterloo has more cases than anyone else. We're going to step up vaccinations. But in the meantime, they're even going to go to a modified stage two. OK, we'll go to stage two. Yes, we'll do hair salons, but less capacity. Yes, we'll do malls, less capacity, something. There has to be a compromise in here. It can't just be a black or white. You're open or closed. It's very, very discouraging. I just really hope that these that these officials, these health officials in every area, they need to realize now and come up with a plan now because it's going to happen. There are groups of people you will not be able to convince to get a vaccine. In those groups, there will be outbreaks. And I can tell you that there's groups of people who, it doesn't matter. They're, they don't care that there's people around them that had COVID. Their group of people are just aren't going to get the vaccine. We need to learn and figure out how to navigate Around that, because it's going to be a constant. There's going to be, oh, another outbreak here and there. But the majority of people are getting the vaccine. So we need to make sure that you find a balance. And hopefully they're working on that. Because going forward, we're going to continue to hear it. It's not going away and it's not going to disappear, especially with particular groups of people. There's multiple different groups of people who will refuse it. And you can't convince them. You just can't. And you can't force a jab in their arm. So how are we going to live with that? You know, I hope they're already thinking ahead about about that. Like, how are uh, we going to live with this? I'm not getting the vaccine, but I'm going to wait for herd immunity. Yeah. Y- Thanks yeah. to everyone else for doing their part. Yeah, exactly. So there's going to be those people. That is that is for sure. So how do we deal with that? You need you to know, figure that out now. You know, Sunday alone, they're going to do 25,000 shots at Scotiabank Arena. They're opening yeah. up the home of the Leafs and Raptors to do a mass vaccination clinic, and they're going to do 25,000 people in one day. Yeah. Hey, uh, Toronto, do you, do you remember when, when we gave you our shots? Do you think you could return the favor? Uh, just throw us maybe those 25000 for this weekend? We'll pay you back in a couple of weeks. We, we are need to get caught some. up here. We are, to be fair, we are opening up the clinics. We're doing like a, a one of those, do- I don't know what it's called, Doses After Dark here, but there is one that's going until midnight tonight that did completely, uh, completely book up. That's the sexy vaccine. Isn't that site. hot? Like, yeah, yeah, like let's go to the club. Yeah. Okay. Doses After Dark. Doses <laughs> After Dark. <laughs> yeah. Deuces and doses. <laughs> $2 shots of tequila. Juices and doses. <laughs> and Moderna. Oh, you leave just feeling filthy. Moderna on tap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can I get a pint of visor? You should, have they asked you to host that, Dave? Yeah. yeah. You want to host every other night. Oh, yeah. It's going to be tremendous. <laughs> 
He's your guy. Hey, yeah. he's your guy, old Rona on Pine Bush. He's your guy. Roll your sleeves up. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Doug. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Okay, so let's switch gears here and get to the other story that has piqued Kat's interest this morning. The U.S. government is down to its final few days to declassify what it knows about unidentified flying objects. And early reports are saying it's going to be very inconclusive. Yes, of course it is. What what do you mean? Uh, Okay. I thought we've got... (laughs) Proof that's basically unrefutable. We've seen it. They've been flying. We've got fighter jets that say they've seen these things. How could they possibly have inconclusive evidence? Just because it's unidentified doesn't mean it is an alien. Or people have made that leap. It's if it's if it's an unidentified flying object, that means it has to be something otherworldly. Maybe it is, but it's just people want that to be the conclusive answer now. They don't want to wait. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just tell me it's an alien and, and show me what, what Alpha looks like. You know, like, that's what people are doing. It's one extreme to the yeah. other because we don't no people don't understand middle ground anymore. What I'm looking for here with this, and I, I do in part agree with, with Dave and what he's saying, but what I'm looking for with this, if it happens, is confirmation of any communication. I think that's key to say, yeah, we heard like, this is weird. This definitely didn't come from earth. This is what we heard or saw. That's all we know. And maybe they really don't know. And maybe it is categorized as inconclusive, but it doesn't mean you didn't see something, hear something and record something that you're like, I cannot possibly figure out what this could possibly be on earth. So that's what we have. So I'm waiting for that communication factor. Cause that's what they haven't really confirmed is if we have been communicated with Although we've had sightings and people have had sightings and they'll claim they had sightings. Have we, had they tried to reach they, whatever they might be, tried to reach out to us if you do believe that they exist? Hold on. Let me turn down the lights and turn on my black light so you can see my, my velvet alien poster on the wall here for a second. We've talked about this before and this is a trippy thing to think about, but what makes you think you can understand or even hear communications yeah, from other I know, worlds? I know. It's mind blowing. I know. We don't know. I feel pretty confident that there's other things going on out there that we are not equipped to understand or even communicate with. Like, we can't hear it. We can't smell it. We can't feel it. Yeah. Can't see it. It could be in this room right now. 100%. Yeah. I, I, I totally believe that. Yeah. yeah. Well, but I don't think we're going to get a, a definitive answer. No, like, oh, well, this one came from, you know, no. this, some other galaxy or anything like that. I, I, don't, I don't expect much from it either. Hey, listen, if they come out and say, yeah, there's definitely something out there, it's likely not earthly. So we're going to classify it as a quote-unquote spacey UFO. <laughs> a spacey <laughs> UFO. One of the spacey UFOs. A spacey <laughs> UFO. Not one of them uh, standard UFOs, one of them spacey UFOs. Exactly, Dave, yes. <laughs> but if they come out and they're like, yeah, we just don't see what you guys see, if it's that kind of inconclusive, like we've heard anecdotal reports of flying objects, but we just can't say one way or the other, that's going to piss people off because these have been going on since, what, the 40s? these unidentified flying objects and people have got it in their head that this is real. And I don't know that you could convince them other 
otherwise. No. So the government's in kind of a shitty spot to begin with because even if there is no UFOs, people will not believe them. Exactly. They're, you're so right. And that's my point is that people can't grasp the idea that there's a middle ground here and that mm-hmm. there's inconclusiveness that is all surrounding this whole thing. Yeah. It's For them, it's either you show me Predator or you tell me it doesn't exist and there's no in between. Like, right. Uh, listen, we don't, we, we don't, maybe we don't have that technology to figure this out. We don't. B- based, on, based on the footage that we do have of those unidentified flying objects mm-hmm. or you t- whatever you want to call them, based on that alone, I can tell you that's definitely, if that is outside of the earth, that's not technology that we have presently. So if we don't have that technology, we don't have many other, many other things that we can probably, that we can pinpoint or try to say, yes, we know exactly what this is. They have no fucking idea. Well, I think that whatever's coming to this planet, stops and you know is trying to think what resources can we get from here and mm-hmm. looks and, and sees tiktok okay. and then goes oh there's nothing here yeah. nope <laughs> what would they want what if you, okay. you think, think that they might want something from us what do you think that they would want from us well i don't think so, it's a, like take me to your leader kind of thing no well who would we fucking take them to joe <laughs> biden oprah, oprah? The Queen? I don't know. Dwayne the, the Rock Johnson. That's the only answer. It's The Rock. It <laughs> Justin Trudeau. You know, like, fuck. It's got to be The okay. Rock. Well, listen, we're going to come back to what they want in just a sec. But mm. I do want to mention, because I think this is interesting. And Kat, you may even get sucked into this. You pr- likely will. I already Discover- have Discovery Channel on Wednesday is doing a three-hour live TV event called UFOs Declassified. They're going to analyze... The government report that comes down on what else is out there. They're simulcasting it on the Science Channel and on the Travel Channel. And for this, on Wednesday, they're bringing in all the experts. X-Files creator Chris Carter... Men in Black director Barry what? Sonnenfeld. It's an event. It's an event. Hold on a minute. I'm watching And it. Tom DeLonge from Blink-182. These will all be on the show. These are your Those experts? Are the experts? Come on. Yeah. What is this yeah. like a like a America's Got Talent for aliens? <laughs> aliens Got Talent, and that's your panel mm-hmm. of judges. Yep, yep. Chris Carter, Barry Sonnenfeld, Tom DeLong. Look, I'm going to admit that all three of them know more than I do about this topic. But come on, come on. This is who we're relying on to tell us what's going on. Well, that yeah. and it, because they don't know. I mean, we don't know anything for certain. So why not talk to Chris Carter about it? I mean, he based most of his. I mean, what we mostly know him. Is anything to do with aliens? So why not? Sure. The dude, the, He's the one who started the government cover-up conspiracy theory in the first place. Like, let's go. I'm I'm interested to hear what he has to say. Tom from Blink 182. His, yeah. I mean, he's been studying it for a long time, but I picture him dropping acid and going standing in a field somewhere, being like, "Where are you?" And just waiting for the alien to come down. That, that's what I picture him doing. It sounds like a Blink song, by the way. The that way is a Blink that. song. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Where are you? Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, there's a theory out there that to the aliens, and I think they've identified 19 different planets that are close enough to Earth, not super far away, that the aliens could be based out of or using as a base. There's a theory out there that they're really just watching Earth like some sort of a glorified TV show, like we're entertainment to them. So when they come here, that's kind of like when we go to Disney World and see the princesses. Like, oh, fuck, there's the real Cinderella. Somewhere, there's some asshole in space that's excited to come here and meet the real Dave Blizzard. Do you think that they're watching uh, like we watch ants at a picnic? You know, when you watch them all gathering around some food 
and you watch it for about seven to nine seconds of like, wow, look at that. And then you move on. Like, do you think the aliens are doing that to us no, and just going, I, huh. I, I think they're watching us like a shitty reality show because we are. Do you I think, think they mock us? Do you think they have an after show? 100% someone's hosting that after show. Some alien Ryan Seacrest is, or Nick Cannon is hosting ah, the after fuck show. Nick Cannon. <laughs> Some alien version of Nick Cannon out there somewhere is, host, is hosting an after show party every single night. It's the hottest ticket watching the shit that goes down on this in this earth. And they have no interest in being a part of it. I think they're like, you know what? Leave those assholes. Like, what's, you know, leave them be and let's just watch it happen. What's the guy from Real Housewives? The guy who... Uh, Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen, yeah. They, it's, there's an alien Andy Cohen yeah, sitting basically. up there being like, so you watched all of this go down. What are your thoughts, <laughs> Gremulac? Tell me. Right. <laughs> Is it possible, though, that if we are some sort of a weird TV show, maybe they've picked up some stuff from us over the years. Like, maybe, for example, they were they were watching Earth for like a couple of decades now and they saw baseball and they thought, that's not a bad idea. We should do some baseball up here on uh, Merc You Fuck Yourself, whatever it's called. And and they're, they're playing baseball. And now the strategy is like, maybe we should just go and scoop that Vladdy guy. He seems pretty fucking good. We could use him up here. You and they're just doing like some sort of an alien draft for their baseball. Yeah, he's league. not going to go play in like the Dominican Winter League. He's going to go play on some other other planet Guys, somewhere. This, you realize this is the fucking premise to Space Jam, right? Yeah. Oh, that's, shit, it is. That's Space yeah. Jam. Yeah. It's just substitute Michael Jordan and then go see Tweety Bird. Like, same shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's it could exactly be hockey. The, Maybe they point. want Carey Price. I don't know. Like, who knows what they liked what they uh, from what they saw? I want, See, I wonder what the primitiveness is of otherworldly beings. Because, you know, on Earth, humans are the ones who do the most for pleasure and the most for entertainment, right? Uh, other animals, they do... Mostly things to survive. So yep. I wonder if an alien's watching baseball and being like, where the hell is that guy running? Why did he run Half after that? Yeah. Why is he running away from the ball? Like, what, like, but can you eat the ball? I don't understand what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like these people on, 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 these, on these blades are going just back and forth across a sheet of ice, back and forth, back and forth. What is the point? Like, like you, will they thaw it and drink it eventually, or what's going on? Yeah, like, what, they're trying to figure out what, like, substance they can take out of it and, like, <laughs> use. They're, they're just looking at us being like, what is this? And then all the gluttony, and, you, you know, you see somebody going to a Bills game and just puking and farting all over themselves and eating <laughs> shitty food and, and just they're just yeah. sitting there watching it being like what are all of these people doing and why are they so lazy like because you know that they've created technology that's way better than ours yeah. so they're probably watching us sit around on our asses like what are they fucking doing right now aren't they why aren't they coming up with new ways to like reinvent the wheel here they're just why can't they the catch same- that every time what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> i don't get it <laughs> How did he miss that fucking free throw? Like, I don't yeah, get it. What? That's embarrassing. It looks pretty simple. <laughs> Ball? Hoop? I mean, yeah. how hard is it? Fuck. That's simple math. Okay, but what about this theory? Mm-mm. What if they actually do want or need something from Earth? So hear me out. And, and I'm not saying they're coming to invade us per se, but what if one of those fucks was, came down here in his spaceship and he, he was on Earth and tried a little cocaine or something and told everybody else back there, guys, they've got this shit on that blue planet over there. It is fucking crazy. We should go and take all of it. Like, what if there's going to be some sort of an alien invasion because they want all the coke or the heroin or something? Maybe they need fentanyl to survive. Who knows? I have a feeling the aliens 
if that's what they're into, they're in a hurry. They probably got some better stuff. (laughs) Way better. Yeah. Way better. That's yeah. a joke. Give a load of these assholes. They're still smoking plants. And going back it's to what Dave up. said, are we assuming that they can snort shit? Because I bet you they can't even snort shit. Yeah. They're next level. They plug their asses into something, and that's how they get their high. They just look at it, and it's like, it's now like it's Avatar. absorbed into them. Yeah. yeah. We don't know any of this. And we're not. And by the way, we're not going to get any of these answers either. We're not going to get that. That so, won't be on Discovery Channel on no, Wednesday? No, <laughs> no. And you're not going to get like the picture of the, the four-foot-tall alien who has basically the same human structure as everyone else on the planet. It, I don't think you're going to get that. I, don't, I, I think you're going to be disappointed. Are you suggesting that we weren't all created by the same God, Dave? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it really fucking weird oh, now. Here we go. <laughs> Um, okay, a couple other things that we want to fit into this podcast. There is, uh, I think, an unspoken rule. Now, let's say, because all three of us work together. Now, say, for example, Dave figures out a way to do a four-hour radio show in an hour. And then he can just fuck the dog for three hours. Am I an asshole if I go to the boss and say, you know, Dave figured out how to do this in like an hour, right? Like, he's not actually working the whole four hours he's here. I'm an asshole if I do that, right? Hmm. Or am I? Well, I mean, generally, unless it impacts you on a daily basis. I think you look at it like this. The job that needs to be done, is it as best as it could be done? And is there a stopwatch that you're using to find out how long it took somebody to get it done? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not the kind of boss that, that sits with a stopwatch. For me, it's about results. It's not about how long you worked on it. Um, for me, it's how, how did it turn out? So if you think you can do a four hour radio show in an hour and it sucks, well, then you need to spend more of that four hours doing your radio show. Right. Yeah. You know, that's the way I see it. I don't know. Is there any other, any other point of view on that? I mean, here's a guy and he's a numbers guy. So he works with computers and he has spreadsheets that he uses and it's a lot of computation and numbers and graphs and all that sort of shit. That's his job. That sounds like hell to me, but I get that there's some people who hear, we can do Excel spreadsheets. Will there be formulas? I'm fucking in. Like, people love that shit. Some of them do. So this guy has an eight-hour job, all with numbers and spreadsheets and formulas, and he figured out a little hack. Created a little formula that makes all those computations take like a quarter the amount of time that it used to take him. So he was joking to his girlfriend, whom he works with, (laughs) Look at this. My eight hour day just turned into a two hour day. Watch this. And he showed her like, hey, here's how quickly I can get this done. They broke up and she ratted him out. In fact, that was the first thing she did when they broke up was go to the boss and say, by the way, he's fucking you guys over. But is he if he figured out an efficient way to do it now, maybe he should have taken that to the boss and said, overall, there's a better way for us to do this. So it's kind of selfish to keep it to yourself if you think you can make it better for the business. Um, the whole ratting out thing is, <laughs> that's a little shitty. That's but. a bitch move, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if I love that. I tend to agree with Dave there because you have to, you have to work with your strengths and it, it sucks that she ratted him out. That's terrible. Yeah. But at the same token, he obviously doesn't respect, I think his work and what he does for a living because he should be doing that. Like, I mean, I know some people who that's what they do for a living where they find out ways to make it easier and save money for the business or, you know, streamline the process, whatever it is. That's kind of part of the job. And if you find a hack and you're like, look, 
we've been doing it this way, going A, B, C to get to D. We can actually cut corners and go A, B right to D. And mm-hmm. here's how. Like, that takes a good employee. So, I mean, I'm kind of like 50-50 here where I think, like, he's obviously, like, fucking the dog half the day because he's figured it out. And sure, you could give him points for that, but maybe it probably would have been better if he would have said, hey, look, I can do this in, in part of the time and maybe his employer would reward him. Does it make him a bad employee for wasting company time? I mean, yes. I, I mean, I think so. And I know, like, if people aren't going to agree with me, and that's okay. But I do think that that's kind of part of the job. If you can figure out a way to do it and do it better, smarter, faster, then why would you not be like, this is how we can do it? I think that makes you look good. Does he owe that to the company to tell him when he finds out a better way? Owe it? Probably not. But I think that's what does make a good employee. Again, that's what's probably going to get him that promotion if he wants that promotion. Is like, hey, this guy's smart. He's thinking outside the box. He's not just doing what we're telling him to do. He's figured out a way to do it more efficiently. That is v- of very valuable to any company. So I, I don't really think that the company would, would trust him going forward if they found out that he knows this information and didn't share it with them. And it's not even necessarily like, and maybe he figured this is, might be the case that would make some people not do it is they might give him more work likely right they yeah. say oh so you're only do- you're doing this in four hours we're paying you for eight so okay here's guess more. what here's your new project yeah. that you're going to be working on and people well, tend to want to avoid that but at the same time if it makes you look good and it gives you that pot potential for a supervisor role that you want or to move your way up in the company in whatever way that is for you then it's probably a good idea to let them know the company did find out obviously because the now ex-girlfriend ratted the guy out so rather than saying to him, hey, uh, why don't you teach us what you did there? And, and that's great. Or saying, well, hey, eight hours worth of work. If you got it done in two hours, eh, you get six hours paid every day for nothing. No, they went to him and like tripled his workload to make sure yeah. that he was doing an eight hour day. Yeah. So, Dave, as a boss, what do you think when somebody comes in and, and rats out another employee? You want to hear that shit or would you rather they solve their problems between the two of them? Oh, well, it totally depends on what it is. Like if it's something that's impeding other people or it is, um, you know, it can hurt morale. There's a whole whack of things you have to consider. Uh, it's not so black and white. Cat asked me to take my pants off this morning. <laughs> I'm ratting her out. In co- do you see, do you know how many things are important in context, Dave? Yes. In context, things are so important. What happened was this morning, Scott said to me, "Can I just before you do tell me this? I just want to say how quickly you had to defend yourself on this <laughs> instant, right? Yeah. Scott's oh, not even fuck. like hasn't finished the, the, the punctuation on the, on the sentence. Can I just can I just say? hang on because <laughs> I, you know what he's doing? He's ratting me out. He's pulling the move he just talked about, guys. Right? You're all hearing it happen here. So um, what happened? You, you why, why don't you tell your story? It's laundry day. I haven't done laundry in like two weeks and I'm like officially out of shit. So I have to uh, wear stuff that I don't typically wear. And so this morning I'm wearing white shorts and that makes me nervous because I'm a spiller. I don't want to wear white shorts. These are nice shorts. They were fitted for me. It was good. I saved these for special occasions, but I'm literally out of shorts. And Kat said, yeah, you're working at home. Who gives a shit? Just take your pants off. Right? I mean, well, I'm just wondering why you're even wearing pants. Like, aren't everyone, isn't everyone working from home? We can't see you. Dave and I can't see you right now. We're in a different building. We won't even know if you don't wear your shorts. If you're so worried about dirtying your white shorts, don't wear pants. If you're worried about laundering your clothes. If you're yeah. worried about wearing the clothes that you purchased. It could that be, a to be spill. white. 
I might shit my pants. I don't know. Anything could happen. I just worry just, about this sort of thing. I'm actually even surprised you wear pants. Like, it wouldn't even surprise me if you were like, guys, I haven't worn pants in like a fucking year. I'd be like, yeah, okay, I don't blame you. Well, that's a good question then for Scott working from home. Do you get dressed as part of your routine to make it feel normal? Every part of my routine is the same as it was when I was going to the office. I don't sleep in because I don't have to drive. I don't sleep in later. I never used to eat in the morning, so I still don't eat now, even though there's a kitchen with a fridge full of food in it. I uh, still do my hair every morning. I get dressed every day because I want it to feel like I'm going to work. And also, I didn't know that this was going to drag on for a fucking year and a half. So I never really wanted to get out of that routine because it would be too hard to get back into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. That's like coming back from a vacation. First yeah. day back from vacation, you're like, On oh. steroids. On steroids. If you yeah. think about it, I know so many people who are so worried about that day. I, I mean, I can't, re- I can't relate to it, but I, I bet you that would be a weird feeling to know. Like, hey, guys, as of September, because it's going to happen, it's going to start to happen. Some businesses, some have sold off their buildings and they're like, nope, you're at home forever. Yeah. But others are like, you're going to have to make your way back in here. And that is a fear. Like a real, people are getting anxiety over it. Do you feel mm-hmm. any anxiety about coming back in here? I mean, between us, I don't really want to. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of anxiety. I'm very, very fearful for my safety and my medical health. Okay. Right. Yeah. You're, du- yeah. you're the only one double-vaxxed. Who's the first one to cross those double-vaxxed? You are double-vaxxed. I'm very, very scared about the variants, soon. though, Kat. You yeah. shut up with that. Yeah, We don't buy it. What a horse shit answer. We don't list. buy it. Okay? Uh, but the Delta Plus variant now, I mean, <laughs> fuck. This this might drag on for another couple of years. I, I It might, you know? Yeah. My, my, very, safety, very my, my safety and the safety of my coworkers comes first. <laughs> and I think he's keeping a distance of several kilometers is the right thing to do. So, I Kat, think- would you be the one to to not be wearing pants in, like, a Zoom call? Like, would you be, like, dancing that line of, like, you, yeah. w- one wrong spill and you're standing up with the camera on and be like, oh, that's Kat's kitsch. Like, she is, <laughs> yeah. she's not wearing I've, pants. I've done it before where I just don't care about the bottom down if I have to, if I have to jump on a call. Sure, because why would you care? Why would you care? Who so, you- okay, let me, let me just paint a scenario for you. So, you're working from home. You're in, in your studio space. You got your camera on. You're, you're having an important conversation at work. Uh, and your kid comes in, smacked her head on the table. Oh. And she's right at the door. You know, Mommy, I need you. Yeah. And you get up and go, oh, and you don't think to turn off your camera. <gasps> that would suck. And yeah, right. That would so suck. Are you prepared for... And you have an emergency preparedness kit beside you where you can slap on a, you know, a, a, I don't know, a, a skirt, something? something to throw over. She I keeps have... a face cloth beside her computer at home. <laughs> a face cloth. Just enough to cover the bits. Just keep a tea towel handy just in case. It's my kitty cover. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know Cat's what? Kitty cutter. My... Kitty cover available now. I'm going to start selling kitty covers. That's a good idea. I'm going to write that one down. No, uh, you know what? I, my, my reflexes are pretty quick. I've got one of those pop-up cameras on my computer. Mm-hmm. So if it's down, I So would I you know, like knock the camera, like probably, aim it to the ceiling? Probably I just pop it down. I'd Technical probably just pop it down into my, into, my, into my unit so I knew nobody could see me, for but sure. But your daughter's sure. bleeding. She can from, wait. From the forehead. She's got a, a pretty <laughs> severe cut on her head, and she's, she can't see which on, one Eddie. of you to go to. Hang on. I want to make sure no one sees my hoo-ha. Just yeah. wait. Hold that. Hold yeah. that really tight so it doesn't bleed everywhere. Hang on. I'm going to pop this down. Put some pressure on it, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so you you're the one who will dance that close to the line. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, not that. I mean, it's not extreme, is it? it that's not like an extreme thing to do. Like, you have, there's got to be a lot of circumstances that would lead someone to see anything. I well, yeah, but uh, things can happen. 
Things can happen. You know, I just painted yeah. a scenario that's not completely out of the realm of possibility. Oh, well, now I'm going to wear pants, Dave. Are you happy? I am, yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a fucking buzzkill, Dave. I don't want to like, have to explain this to anybody. <laughs> Being the boss, I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah, <laughs> no, so, that makes sense. We saw an awful lot of cat on the uh, on the Zoom call <laughs> today, didn't sense. we? Yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> Next time, I'm going to purposely like hang some something weird behind me. In put my something, call. yeah, put something totally inappropriate, really like a weird. like a porn calendar, or something in the background. <laughs> But make it obscure, like from the seventies. Like I dig yeah. something up that's old. Oh yeah, just like some guy's dick hanging down. <laughs> It'll be a long December. <laughs> it's always uh, Mister December. That's right, isn't it's it? Always Mister December. Guys, we uh, are low on time here. Uh, so much stuff that we didn't get a chance to get to. But I do want to mention, just because we'll go full circle in this one, the COVID numbers for today are out in Ontario, Waterloo Region. Not the hot spot. What? Not the hot spot. Oh, that, move, us, move us to step two, damn it. Well, I mean, arguably not a hot spot. Okay. Uh, Waterloo had, what, 63 cases yesterday? Yeah. Today, 39. Nice. Oh, 39 wow. new cases. I, sorry, I'm celebrating that. <laughs> so 39 people have COVID. <laughs> I don't mean to celebrate it. <laughs> it was like a, yes. Awesome. So good. <laughs> There Only three are... new people in the ICU. <laughs> oh, Fucking right. Awesome. 39 in Waterloo, 38 in Peel region, 36 in Toronto, and oh, look at you over there in Gray Bruce with 18 new cases. So who is the top? Is it us? Yeah, it is us, but I mean, we're half the no. cases that we were yesterday. Can I just say the thing about the numbers, too? Like, do we trust all of these numbers? Because they're always like, oh, sorry, guys, we added ones from a year ago. Oh, sorry, guys. Reported three cases. Yeah. Don't forget. If we're, yeah, yeah, exactly. I know. I don't know. I don't always trust the numbers is all I'm saying. Uh-oh. There's an anti-COVID rally happening oh. across the table from me. Here. Join Cat at an anti-mask rally <laughs> yeah. this Anti-pants, weekend in Waterloo. Anti-mask. <laughs> no pants, no mask. You're infringing on my freedoms. No, just by a bit, I'm just saying, and it's been true, right? Remember the other day, Scott? You t- tell him, because you're a fact guy. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him what well, I mean. You- don't leave me hanging. Yeah, I mean, the numbers are, uh, they fluctuate. They change from day to day. There's data catch-ups, and there's, uh, I don't know. I mean, I I, believe me, I'm I'm getting a little, uh, I don't know. Your number, no, no, can I I give you a clean way to say it? You're number drunk. Number drunk? Yeah, there's just so many numbers, Mm -hmm. and there's so many sources for these numbers that you're like, ah, sure, yeah, I'll have another shot, whatever. You know, like at this point, it's like, what? do you remember the numbers from Tuesday? No. Do you remember the numbers from Wednesday? No. It's because it's all so yeah. often happening and changing in front of us. And I just have a, well, and the, the, the data changes. I mean, what Scott is mentioning is mm-hmm. true, right? Because some days it's up here. Then it's like, sorry, guys, actually, it's from this day. And oh, it's actually this number. But if you look at this table. So it's like, as long as, as long as we're basing our decisions on what actually is happening, fine, whatever. All right, guys, you have a fantastic weekend. The final one of step one for many places, just not Waterloo region. Uh, do you guys have any plans this weekend? I'm not going to be uh, Zooming with Kat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did have a Zoom meeting, but apparently that's, that's been, been canceled. canceled. You're welcome, Scott. I canceled our Zoom meeting we had. <laughs> I, I, I know we're wrapping up here, but is there a lot of people that are doing things in their underwear and only? I don't like that. I don't like sitting in my underwear. I never sit in my you underwear. You know what? I, oh, are there a lot of people that do it generally? I don't know. I think like... Next Zoom meeting for with a comfortable group of people, we should ask them. Is everyone in their underwear? 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I don't I sit don't on the couch. Like I don't sit on the couch in my underwear. No, me. I mean, me. Me either. Like I don't do that. Like why would I do that in a meeting? Yes. Like I don't. I don't even like showering naked. Like I, I just. <laughs> I need more clothes. You know. Like <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I need more. <laughs> All right, we got to go. Have a fantastic weekend, everybody. Dave, thanks for joining us, and we will see everybody Monday. Well, some business news after disappointing sales, Dunkin' Donuts has pulled the Beyond Meat breakfast sandwich from their national menu. Dunkin' was shocked plant-based foods didn't appeal to the same customers who eat strawberry frosting for breakfast. I also want to congratulate Conan O'Brien on 28 years of very funny late-night television. Conan wrapped up his show on... On TBS, uh, we look forward to whatever you have planned next at HBO Max. And also, I want to say congratulations to Jay Leno on his new time slot at TBS. Microsoft this week became the second U.S. company to reach a market value of $2 trillion. But remember, the first was GameStop. (laughs) Netflix has released a trailer for its new dating show called Sexy Beasts, which features people wearing animal masks and prosthetics to go on dates. But the show will face stiff competition from just going to bed already. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it.